everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Books, Bites, Foods, the podcast. If you're new here, I'm Madison. Hey, everybody. I'm Alexis. Welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited for this one. Oh my gosh. I'm, I cannot freaking wait. Um, so in this episode, we're going to cover part one of our discussion on It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. I'm, I think we're going to have a lot of new people watching because of, or listening because yeah. of this book. So hello, new people. Yeah, this is definitely like not genre that we typically read and discuss on here. Usually we always say we're super into thrillers and mysteries. So I'm excited to kind of talk about this romance because I'm loving it. Like absolutely loving it. I read halfway like super quick. So we're going to oh, yeah. cover through chapter 15 today. We stopped at the beginning of chapter 16. Yeah, I'm really excited. This book is huge. We usually just go off a of book of the month and then we'll pick whichever book is coming up. And then we decide, you know, we try to swap around the genres. But this book is so popular that we were like, we are a book club podcast. Yeah. Like we have to do this book. Literally, it's everywhere. It's all over TikTok, all over Bookstagram, all over my personal Instagram, like friends that I didn't even know like read were posting this book. So. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> A couple of my friends who do not read usually at all, all of them went and bought yeah. this book. Yeah. And also be sure that you follow us on Instagram at Books Bites Booze because when, once we hit 3,000 followers, which we're super close, I think we're at like 2,600 right now. So once we hit 3,000 followers, we're going to be doing another big giveaway. The last giveaway we did, we sent the winner, I think an Amazon gift card and then our favorite book that we read in 2021, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we don't know what card. we're going to do yet for the 3000 We got to do something special. We don't have a ton of new stuff to catch up on. I'm going to the beach next week for like five days with my family. We're going to Gulf Shores. Um, so nothing huge. But, you know, I, this is like the first family vacation I've been on with my whole family, aunts, uncles, all that jazz. Since I was like 16 years old. I love it. This is going to be so much fun. So, so I'm excited. It should be fun. Um, gosh, I get such anxiety about leaving my cats. Are you that way? Freak out. Even if I have the best pet sitter in the entire world, even if I have like my mom come in, I mean, whoever it is, like I get such bad anxiety oh about it. Okay, good. Me too. And well, so this it's because my animals are crazy. Yeah, they eat everything. Well, see, for me, it's just like I work from home, and so I think that we're like really codependent on each other. And I just feel mm -hmm. so bad leaving them because they don't understand. I can't just say like I promise I'm coming home. But usually, I have like my mom or my dad or like a family member come and check on them. But this time, I actually went with somebody off of Rover. And I've never used Rover before, but he had great reviews. And so I'm giving it a try and just seeing it cost me like 130 bucks. But honestly, that's not that bad. Um, mm -mm. But I've heard good things about Rover. Yeah. So I don't know. I've never used it before, but I'm going to try that out next week. And then you have a birthday next week. <laughs> 
I do. It's on Thursday, August 25th. I'm excited. I'm going to go see my mom. I'll be right next to you, actually. I'll be down a little outside of Gulf Shores. So I'll be there okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But then I leave and you come down after. Yeah, we'll be there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, coming back on Thursday. That'll be so much fun. So, yeah, traveling. But the like at the very end of summer. I cannot believe that Halloween is right around the corner and um yes. we're gonna have like all the spooky spooky book oh we're gonna pick out some good horror Have books like yeah. yeah yeah we'll try out the new horror genre on book of the oh month oh my gosh yeah okay that one so I ordered that one I don't even think I told you so if anybody else ordered the devil takes me home I believe, or The Devil Takes You Home on Book of the Month in August. My book has been put on back order like three times. Like, oh my at God. first they said, you know, like your book, your box is going to be delayed because I got one, I got two Book of the Month. So I ordered two books. I just purchased the horror genre as an add-on. It said like your box was delayed and then my other book showed up, but then I got an email saying the other book, it wouldn't be shipped out until like August 26th. So anyway. I mean, cause we talked about the book of the month like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like yeah. we picked it out. It must be really popular. Yeah. Cause um, I already have mine. Of are wanting to try it. So yeah, maybe we'll sneak that one in there for October. So before we jump into our discussion, Alexis, what cocktail are you drinking this week? I was trying to go a little fancy. I was playing off of you. Um, I saw in your notes that you're doing a wine, so I wanted to do something kind of similar. I did a rosé raspberry sorbet mimosa. That sounds a very long name, but it sounds really good. So you use a bottle of rosé champagne, or if you want to do just a sparkling wine, that's totally fine. One pint of raspberry sorbet and fresh herbs for garnish you can use like rosemary or mint but if you want to leave it off that's also fine and to make it you just put a little small scoop of that sorbet into the champagne flute and then top it off with your champagne and garnish with the herbs and that's i mean it's simple quick and easy but it sounds delicious so yeah i'm doing something similar but i'm not going as fancy i'm just drinking champagne um and the reason is because i just think this book is so is like to celebrate I think everybody is like so excited about this book and loved it so much I'm just in a celebratory mood with us discussing it in this episode so yeah I'm keeping it simple and just having a glass of champagne I love it cheers okay so now we're gonna jump right into our discussion and stop wasting everybody's time <laughs> um as always, we are going to introduce our main characters um, and talk a little bit about them before we get into the meat of the book. So first up, who do we have? We have Lily Bloom. She's our main character. The story is told from her perspective. She had a really abusive childhood. Um, her father was beating her mother. She would often try and like get in between, like, you know, try and stop it from happening. Um, it was it just weighed a lot on her growing up. So she wanted a completely different lifestyle once she became an adult. She, following her name, wanted to open up her own flower shop. So she moved to Boston and opened up her flower shop with some of her 
friends, which we'll get into her in, a, in just a minute, but her father actually recently passed away. That's what the book opens up with. And so she wants a family someday. That's completely different than how her father raised her. So she's just got like a lot going on. She's been through a lot. She's on her own journey. She has, she's a business owner now. She's moved to a new city. She's ready to get this new star. She kind of just like destroyed her father at his own funeral. So yeah. Yeah. So first of all, like, I love that she has red hair. I don't know why. I just feel like that adds so much to her personality. The pizzazz. <laughs> and, like, like, yeah. And it, like, has really helped me kind of, like, in my head create kind of her character a little bit with, like, the red hair and the her name, first of all, Lily Bloom. And then, like, the dark kind of grungy flower shop. I love that she did it with, like, the blacks and the deep purples and all of that. Um, so yes. I'm kind of like loving seeing her laurel passion. I mean, she's thriving at it. Next, we have Ryle Kincaid. He is a neurosurgeon. He's really hot. He's very confident. And he does not do relationships. He's not into commitment or really anything like that. And when him and Lily meet, he's very forward, I guess is the mm-hmm. right word. Like he knows what he wants. Yeah. Right off the bat, lets her know, like, I really want to hook up with you, but I'm really not interested in anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Which I have um, to say that roof scene with Ryle and Lily, like that sucked me in. And I kept reading, like I sat down, I was only planning on reading like the first or second chapter, right. <laughs> you know, like just crack it open see what it's about, put it down, go to bed. I was up for probably five to six hours just reading the book. I know. And that was like the first scene and one of the first scenes and I agree, it did the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. We'll get a little more into Raul and Lily's relationship in a bit. But the next character we have... We have Atlas. So Atlas is the little background, throws us for a loop. We think we're on Team Ryle, but here comes Team Atlas. He's from Lily's past. He was a homeless kid that Lily helped out. He was living in the house behind hers. And so he didn't have any electricity in there. It was abandoned home. He was just trying to get away from his abusive family. And she took him in and gave him food and let him shower at her house and everything. But obviously he was exposed to the abuse that she was going through as well. So they kind of bonded through that. And yeah, she's like, they're each other's first love. And he's the reason that she moved to Boston in the first place. Right. Yeah. Yes. And he is now like at first we only hear kind of about Atlas in like the past tense through her childhood journals that she's reading. But we learn that, present day atlas now owns his own restaurant and is doing way better than he was when she knew him last but not least we have Alyssa, who is ryle's sister she works with lily at the flower shop she helped her kind of get it open um and organized and things like that and she's very very rich her and her husband on like the whole top floor of whatever building yeah. that was. Yeah. Um, so she basically works at the flower shop just because it gives her something to do, not because she needs the money or the job. She comes off at the beginning, I would say, a little wary of Raul and Lily's relationship, which we'll yeah. talk about a little more. 
she also at the beginning is struggling to get pregnant talks about her infertility issues a little bit um and then about the middle of the book we learn that she actually is pregnant yeah i know i love her i think that Alyssa is my favorite character right now she's just a little spunky like she's living the life that i want to lead like i want to work for fun you know what i'm saying yeah i really do like her too i think she is a really good friend to lily um, but I also think that she's not going to let Ryle get away with like any of his shit. I think she is pretty tuned on who Ryle is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So... I think that, you know, as we got through the first half and we saw that kind of preview of Ryle's other care, like, you know, more violent personality traits. I feel like maybe that's why Alyssa was a little hesitant at first. Like, I wonder if she knows he has that side to him yeah so i will listen does that make her a bad friend to lily if she knows that raul had or has these issues or it's been an issue in the past Mm -hmm. and you're allowing her to get involved so that's a good point um i feel like that's a situation that so many people find themselves into you know like friends who you know, they grow up with their brother or their cousin or, you know, whoever it is in their life and they know they have that side to them or her, you know. I think that's a situation that a lot of people find themselves in. Let's kind of talk about Lily's past. Um, So, like you said, she's from an abusive household. Her father was really abusive towards her mother. Um, She had to watch it happen all the time. Basically, she just grew to kind of hate her father, just have this hatred towards who he was. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he would come home and it would just be like a classic one little thing would set him off and then it would be an abusive situation. And then her mother would come and get Lily and be like, no, no, he didn't mean it. And then her dad would spend the next two weeks trying to make up for it and he would buy her presents and take her to the zoo. And, you know, it's like, look, Lily, like, it's not really a bad thing. Like I just made a mistake. And, um, so it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to watch, you know? Like, I think it does influence kind of her relationships Mm -hmm. because she didn't allow herself to be that one night stand for Ryle and she kind of just said like I want a family one day I'm not looking you know to be somebody's hookup or one night stand or you know I'm kind of wanting a family so yeah I think she it makes her not as trusting towards people and I definitely think she is kind of on edge about letting her walls down for somebody new yeah I can see that for sure and like she's a very independent woman like she'll be okay she's already been through it and come out the other side and but she's not going to lower her standards for anybody which is why I was very surprised when after she had been dating Ryle for a little bit and he shoved her that she stayed that was that was really surprising but I mean I get it like she was in shock she never thought that she would be in a situation like that but I will say, like, the chemistry between Lily and Raul is so, so good. Like, from the jump, from the beginning, they just definitely have the chemistry. I feel it, and I kind of, like, am loving the dynamic at, at first, in the beginning, until we kind of get to where we're at now. 80% of what we've read so far, Team Raul all the way. I agree. He is a I sexy doctor. Yeah 
like neurosurgeon. He's charming. He treats her well, like shows up for her, sends her, I mean, everything checks all the boxes. And like, I love the, like the roof scene. Golden. I loved it. Golden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we hear a little bit about Ryle's fear of commitment and where that comes from. And from him, he says that it's from his parents' marriage, his friends' failed marriages, um, mm-hmm. that that is what gives him a fear of commitment. Do you believe that that is really the reason, or do you think that that is kind of just an excuse that a lot of people give who don't want to commit? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's just a bunch of bullshit that people say, you know, like, oh, I don't want to settle down. Like, you know, you're just waiting for the right one. Or like, if it happens, it happens. Like, whatever. But I think that he is hiding something or he's just being a little pansy, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. And then he he does eventually commit. Mm -hmm. He does eventually say to her, like, I want to be with you. Like, I want to give this a try and see how it goes. So he does eventually give in and commit to her. But. But. (laughs) It didn't go the way. or, Or so far, it's not going the way that I think Lily was hoping that it would go yeah I feel like he's doing everything textbook right I think that if he hadn't shoved her it could have been like the the perfect relationship up until now you know but Atlas coming in and the timing of everything just threw that for a loop yeah okay so let's backtrack and talk about Atlas a little bit then so let's talk about the Ellen journals yeah first of all like I love the writing I feel like I'm reading two completely different books, one about Ryle Kincaid and one about Alice, and but not in a confusing way. No, not at all. Like, I have to say, you know, we're not long chapter kind of girls over here. We don't like no. that at all. Okay. No. We like the short chapters. We like to be able to stop reading when we want to stop. Okay. But I have to say that this is the first Colleen Hooper book I've read, and I think she's super hyped up and I was like, okay, is this going to be like a good book? Like, what's it going to be like? She's an amazing writer. I think that she is not an overhyped author at all. Like I'm definitely going to read Verity after this. I know that's your favorite one. Like I'm uh, my friend Kelsey just bought it. Uh, My friend Kelsey just bought it. So I told her I'm going to borrow it next, but I, I have to say like the writing is amazing and I do agree. I love the letters. I love how she changes the tone of voice. Like you can mm-hmm. tell which one's younger Lily, which one's older Lily. Like it just, I love it. I agree. I love that. But um, they're so freaking sad. Yeah. Like the Ellen journals are so sad. Um, Not only to me, not only did Lily like have to experience what was going on in her home life, but she put the pressure of like saving Atlas's life on her shoulders as well. Yeah. Knowing that she couldn't go to her parents for help. She put a lot on herself. Yeah. And I think that was, I think she grew up really fast one because of the abuse, but two, because she really wanted to help and like save Alice. So let's just, I guess, kind of, get into Lily and Alice's relationship past and current we talked about Raul and Lily um a good bit so 
Yeah, tell me what you really think about Atlas. Okay, first I have to ask, are you Team Atlas or Team Ryle at this point? I feel like we should make t-shirts. I don't think I can answer that at this point. At this point, I'm Team Ryle still. Oh my god. See, I love the backstory with, um, with Atlas, but I have to say I didn't like the explosion at the dinner like at the The restaurant between him and ryle like that's you know you can't start fights you know like that's the same shit like you can't that was another thing i i think i'm torn because i think that he was really just trying to protect lily and he knew that something had happened and when he saw her that way however you have not seen or spoken to her in however many years not saying that's his fault but just saying that you don't really know enough about her to step in and in kind of calls that big exactly like you can't do that you don't know anything about him you don't know anything about her at this point like it could have been just a misunderstanding like it doesn't you can't do that but I love them. I think that they also have really good chemistry. I think that they have shared history, shared values. They want the same kind of things in life. Like he wants a family just like her, at least. I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting. Like, I think that they just line up on so much. However, I also really love Ryle. And I love that Alyssa would be her sister. And I love that whole, I don't know. But I'm excited for the drama that's in the rest of the book. I mean, I I agree. Like, I really love Atlas and Lily's chemistry, especially, like, in that bathroom scene when he first, like, shoved her in there and he yep. was, like, confronting her. It, but I think it also, like, his blow up in the restaurant just shows that he's still fighting with, like, his demons from his past. Yeah, I He agree. hasn't let that go. He obviously has an anger and a mean streak in him. Mm-hmm. Which I think can be equally alarming to Lily. Because, I mean, like, everyone's capable of abuse. You know, like, every single person in the world is capable. You just have to make those decisions. And, like, if you're not making good decisions with your anger, then that's a red flag. And they say, like, you know, that people that are abused as a child have a more tendency to kind of grow up and be that same way, I guess. I think him acting out, Atlas acting out like he did in the restaurant is a little bit alarming even though he was doing it in a way to protect her yeah like when you're raised in an environment and that's all you're taught like you're only taught hate and you're not how taught anything other than abuse like absolutely you can you don't really understand what it's supposed to be like until you experience that and so if you're in a situation like we don't know if atlas has experienced anything other than lily's kindness at this point we don't know like we know he has a girlfriend but like we don't know anything about them we don't know if he has friends like we don't know what they're like you know all we know is that he just fought her boyfriend at a restaurant (laughs) right but I do think that he had good intentions. Like, he wanted to protect Lily. He wanted to jump in and save her. I'm still, like, I want to know more about Atlas. Yeah, I just think I can't make a decision right here, like, in the middle of the book on whose team I'm on. Yeah. Because I have a feeling that Raul's going to end up not being a good guy. Yeah. Even so though we love him right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know what? Just props to who Ryle is right now. Ryle's a great guy right now, besides yeah. the shove. Mm-hmm. Excellent character. And just, yeah. uh. 
I, and that's like another thing. I love the dialogue in this book. Like mm-hmm. the scene after the party with Alyssa and Lily in her kitchen, like fixing coffee, like joking back and forth. Hilarious. Yes. I was like so laughing at that. I think it's relatable. Like, I feel like I could be in this book. You know, I've said that about a couple of the books on the podcast, I feel like. And this is one of those where I genuinely feel like I'm a part of it. Yeah. And like Raul and Lily's like banter back and forth. I don't know. I just, I am really loving I think it's just her, man. It really is just her writing style. And I think when you read Verity, you're going to fall just as in love with that one as you did this. And it's like similar, you know, she's reading a manuscript versus what's happening in the real world. So it's very similar and like a switching back and forth. Yay. Um, And I've read another romance by Colleen Hoover, Confess, and I didn't love it. So this is the first romance I would say that I've read by her that I'm like you know really loving so yeah my friend uh Gabby she just finished reading it and she said she loved it it was really good but the it wasn't everything she was expecting it to be so we'll see we'll see what happens you know we'll see what happens right now I'm hooked I'm loving it and I cannot wait to finish it so what do you think you think that Ryle's not going to be a good guy any other predictions theories I think that Lily and Atlas will end up together. That's what I think is going to happen. Or or Atlas and Raul are both going to be abusive and she's going to not end up with either of them. Ooh. What a turn. That would be crazy. I don't know, but I don't think that she's going to end up being in an abusive relationship. Yeah. I think Alyssa is going to be more of a part of the second book in her love life. Like, I think that she's going to start letting Alyssa in a little more. Um, so I think she's going to become a little more of the drama. Like, I think maybe she's going to have to confront Ryle or she's going to have to confront Atlas. I feel like there's going to be some tension there. Um, I think she's going to end up with Atlas also. But like, I don't know how. There's always going to be like a big breakup scene in any romance novel I've ever read. There's always a big breakup scene towards the end and then they like come back together. Mm -hmm. So I already know that there's going to be like this big ending breakup emotional scene um, too. So I'm waiting on that. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see how it ends. Agreed. And then we get a whole nother book in like a month, two months. Right. The pre the sequel to this, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Comes out October twenty twenty two. Yeah, that'll um, be awesome. It's gonna be so hard to get because like this book is already so popular and like so hard to get. Like yeah, it's the it last copy. We're gonna have to like pre order. Yeah, for sure. Or we're gonna have to get like the electronic version and just read it or audiobook or something. That's true. Yeah. 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 But I want the okay. physical copy. <laughs> I don't know. I know. What is it? Like, I just love a physical copy of a book. I talk about that Agreed. all the time. Agreed, I think but... it's just because I have this dream bookshelf in my head one day that I'm going to have this huge bookshelf in my house and it's going to be filled with all books that I have read. That is like my goal in life. Mm-hmm. I have my, I have like three bookshelves behind me. Madison can see them, but you guys can't. I'm so I sorry. But like, I would say probably 25% I have not actually read. A good majority of them I have read, but I I have a huge to-be-read list. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So we'll be back um, very, very soon with part two of our discussion, and we'll kind of wrap up our thoughts and see how it ends. Absolutely. 
So Madison, tell us what have you been cooking, baking, making for us this week? What you got? Okay, so the last week, I think it was, I made this creamy tomato and asparagus rigatoni. It has no meat in it, so it is a vegetarian dish. Not vegan, but it is vegetarian. Yeah, so I'm just going to give you the recipe. I also made it with, like, a garlic bread on, like, a ciabatta bun that was, like, super good. But I'm just going to give, like, the rigatoni recipe. So you need five ounces of asparagus, two garlic cloves minced, a fourth teaspoon of red, red pepper flakes or... However much you like it. Um, I kind of added a little more because I wanted a bit of a spice. So red pepper flakes, uh, salt, sun-dried tomato pesto, five ounces of rigatoni pasta, two ounces of shredded mozzarella, four fluid ounces of heavy cream, and grated Parmesan. To start, you're going to cook your pasta, your rigatoni pasta, um... I always add salt and like a little bit of olive oil to my pasta when I'm cooking it, but that's besides the point. And then you want to chop your asparagus into kind of one inch lengths, um, cutting off like all of the woody ends, and then you're going to make the sauce. So you'll place a large nonstick pan over medium heat with a teaspoon of olive oil. You're going to add your asparagus, your salt, your pepper, and stir occasionally until your asparagus is tender but still a little bit crisp so about three to five minutes then you're going to stir in your heavy cream your sun-dried tomato pesto and half of your parmesan cheese um you're gonna just reserve the rest of it for a garnish um so just put a little bit in the sauce Bring it to a simmer, stir constantly, melting the cheese. I also added a bit of the shredded mozzarella cheese that I used for the garlic bread into the sauce as well. So just to make it a little bit cheesier. Then once your pasta is done, um, you're going to stir in about half a cup of pasta water. I probably did a little less than that. It's really up to you until you think that the sauce is creamy enough. And then add in your cooked pasta, stir until everything is combined, and at the very end, add your red pepper flakes, and then plate it. And that's really it. That sounds amazing. Garlic bread or a Caesar salad or whatever um, you want. It was so good, so easy, so quick. Like I said, it has no meat in it. What are you giving us this week? So one of my favorite things that my mom used to make when I was a kid was lemon poppy seed muffins. And I haven't been able to eat that any. I so oh, love them. And I haven't been able to eat any since I've been gluten-free. So this week we're doing a chocolate glazed lemon poppy seed muffin recipe. It's from Pinterest. It's by Feasting on Fruit. This recipe is going to serve about 12 people. Then it takes about 45 minutes to make. So we are going to need three-fourths cup of non-dairy yogurt, or if you'd like to use applesauce, you can. A half a cup of lemon juice, a third cup of maple syrup, third cup coconut sugar, the oh, a half cup of almond milk, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and then the recipe calls for oat flour and almond flour, but I actually just use veggie flour. Um, you can get it from Publix. It's just a bunch of different veggies, and I think that one just leaves less of a taste. Like if you make it with almond flour, it's going to taste nutty, but if you use veggie flour, you don't really taste it. So you can use whichever one, but it's going to call for 
two cups of flour, one and a half teaspoons of baking soda, one fourth teaspoon of salt, one tablespoon lemon zest, three tablespoons of poppy seeds. And then for the glaze, it's just a cup of dark chocolate and a half cup of almond milk. So super easy. Um, that sounds like a lot, but it all is super easy to make, I swear. So you just preheat the oven to 350 degrees, whisk together the yogurt, lemon juice, maple syrup, coconut sugar, almond milk, and vanilla. Add in the dry in ingredients and whisk or stir it until there are no lumps left. Then you just fold in the poppy seeds into the, into the dough and then scoop it into a lined muffin pan, filling about three-fourths away. Bake it for about 20 to 25 minutes. If you like them a little more done, you can go up to 30 and cool completely. Add the glaze on top. And to make the glaze, all you do is melt the gems with the almond milk, stir until it's smooth, and then top the cooled muffins. It's super good. That sounds really good. <clears throat> and if you don't like chocolate leave the glaze off. They're good either way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so delicious. So you can have a nice little muffin with your entree. So we don't really have a book news section for you guys in this episode. Um, we've kind of talked about really everything um, recently as far as like, yeah, like calling new books I think coming out and new shows being made in I mean new books being made into like TV shows and movies like some of the ones that we're most excited about but we'll have more for you on um not the next episode but the episode after that yeah we will be sure to have a book new section but if you are looking for any past recipes or cocktail recipes or our interviews you can get all of that content on our website, bookspitesboost.com. It's lovely. And you should check it out. Got all kinds of stuff on there. Get to know us a little more. Yeah. yeah. Visit our Instagram page. We just started a TikTok. Please, for the love of God, please go and like the TikTok. Okay. Go subscribe. It's so yeah, like we are trying. <laughs> we have so many followers on Instagram, but it's not growing on TikTok yet. So go know. like it. <laughs> And we're like marketing people and I don't know what it is, but like creating a brand on TikTok is just like ridiculously hard. It's a new know. challenge. It is. We're going to get there and it's going to be amazing, but like help us out and you should just go like give it a follow. It's at Books Bites Booze. Super simple. Got all the reels, all the TikToks, all the stuffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, but thanks for coming back and checking us out again. And please come back for part two. And to any of the new people, welcome. And we're happy you're here. And welcome to our little book loving, drinking, eating community. Yeah. And we'll be back with part two of our discussion very soon. So see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.